Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Double Text. I know I've done it again. I did not post this when I planned to. I think this one's gonna be going up about two weeks late, but I have had a really busy couple of weeks and I just managed to get around to it, so I hope it's okay. This week I talk about fear of failure, the all or nothing mindset. I tell you guys a little bit about a trip I took to Sequoia. I also did record this about a month ago, so some of what I'm saying is a little old, but it is true nonetheless, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Double Text. I hope you've all been having a wonderful week so far. I am doing pretty good. I have been doing pretty good, honestly, since the last episode. I took a little trip to Sequoia at the end of last month. I'm recording this on the 1st of March and it was so much fun. I went with my two friends and we stayed in this barn, like a refurbished barn. And I'm not gonna lie, it was a little bit creepy at first, but it was very fun. And we explored the park. We did a couple of little hikes. We looked at the trees, obviously, and it was a cute little trip. It was so much fun. I really needed it, and I didn't realize how much I needed it, but I really enjoyed it. One of my favorite parts of the trip was on the second day that we were there, we were going into the park again, and we stopped at this little market. And it was maybe not a market, it was like a shop or a stall, a farmer's market type of thing where they had fresh produce and just things from their farm that they were selling on the side of the road. So I don't know what to call it, but we stopped at one of those because they looked like they had really nice fruit and we got to try their oranges, which were so fresh. I tried three different kinds of oranges. There were navel oranges, blood oranges, and navel orange. Oh, and caracara uh, oranges, which I had never heard of before, but they were actually my favorite. They were kind of a darker orange, not as dark as a blood orange, but darker than your regular orange. It was so sweet, so fresh. All of the oranges were amazing. And then we went to the back and we were talking to this lady about honey because I saw that they had honey um, for sale. And she explained that she was actually the farmer and how different fields and crops can produce honey that tastes different. Like I love honey. I have honey pretty much every day in some form of another. Like I put it in my drinks. I put it in my breakfast. Like I eat honey all the time. And... She explained that, so she was selling three different kinds of honey. There was orange blossom honey, avocado honey, and wildflower honey. And so the orange blossom honey was bees that had been let out onto an orange field and it was like a citrusy honey. And then you had the avocado field bees, which made a more earthy honey. And then the wildflower fields would make this floral and soft and kind of more gentle flavored honey, which I thought was so interesting. So that was one of my favorite parts. We got to buy some fruit and then I also bought some honey and I've been using it and it's been really good. I've been using it on everything. I actually never knew how different fresh honey or you know honey straight from the hive was um, compared to 
the honey you can buy in store because I definitely notice a difference in taste, but also the lady explained to me that in store, they usually add sugar and sometimes even coloring, which is really bad, but they add these things because it makes the honey look more appealing and also because it obviously makes it cheaper for them to produce. So yeah, it's been really cool to try that. I don't know, I love this kind of stuff. So that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. But since it is the 1st of March, like I said, I have also been reflecting on how last month went for me and what I took away from the month. You know, like, what did I learn? What do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? And I came to the conclusion that there were like two main things that I took away from February. The first is that it's so important to plan little things to look forward to. I pretty much planned at least one thing every week last month that I could look forward to, if not multiple things per week. And that can be socializing with a friend, going to an event, going out and doing something different, doing something for yourself. Like it could be small or big, but I noticed that I had a lot of little things spread out throughout the month that I really was excited for. And it made my month so much more enjoyable. I feel like Every week I was working and I was doing things that I needed to do and sometimes that I didn't want to do, but I always had something to look forward to. It was just very motivating, I noticed, and it was a really good feeling. And the second thing that I noticed last month that I actually want to get more into today was how important balance is and particularly how important balance is with regards to the all or nothing mindset. So let me backtrack a little bit before I get into it. I was talking to my therapist, I think this was two weeks ago, and I spoke on the last episode about how I was feeling really good. You know, the theme was letting things go, um, not letting little things irk you as much as they might usually, and you know, having that awareness of what you want to spend your energy on versus what you want to let go of, right? So I was talking to my therapist about the same topic because it was super relevant in my life and it was at like the front of my mind. And she was explaining to me how it's really great that I've been toying around with the idea of letting things go, you know, experimenting with how that makes me feel and trying something different because, you know, I've mentioned usually... I find it really easy to lock in on something and go 100% and I can push myself really hard and that's that's like my comfort zone, you know? I'm okay with that. But where I struggle is taking a step back and choosing to let go of things. So she was saying it's really great that I'm trying something different and experimenting with kind of the other extreme, but that ideally the best place to be would be somewhere where I can kind of draw from either the side that goes really hard or the side of me that can choose to relax and let things go. And making that decision and evaluating the situation so that I can pick which approach works best for me. You know, so she was explaining how it can basically be like a superpower to be able to choose when am I going to go really hard and when am I going to let go you know like not letting either kind of define your approach but rather having both in your you know like in your toolbox in your mental toolbox 
And being able to have that awareness to pick which one you need and which one is going to work best for you. Because ideally, if you can do both, that's how you're going to get the most out of things. And that's how you're going to be able to react to things um, like best. You know, if you can pick versus letting one or the other rule over you and how you react to stuff. So that was a super interesting conversation. And it just got me thinking about how important balance is in general. I think that I am able to incorporate balance into my life sometimes very easily, or maybe not sometimes, but rather in certain areas, it's pretty easy for me. But in other areas, I really struggle. And I definitely think if anything, I am a type of person who once I kind of fixate on something or once I decide something for myself, I find it really hard to kind of create flexibility for myself and create a space to forgive myself if I don't follow through. So yeah, I was reflecting a lot about the whole idea of balance in life, you know, in all different kinds of areas. And that got me thinking about the all or nothing mindset, which I'm sure some of you are familiar with, but if not, it's basically this mindset where it's like either you are all in or you aren't going to try. Or like if you can't do the absolute most, then it's not worth it and it means nothing, right? Like you can kind of apply this to lots of different areas, I think, but It's essentially the idea that you're all in or you're all out. So it got me thinking about how I use this mindset in my own life. And I definitely think, you know, if I'm not doing my best job or doing something exactly as I'm expected to, then I constantly will question if it's worth me doing at all. And I think the awareness that I have developed surrounding the fact that like I can fall into the trap of this mindset. That awareness that I can has definitely helped me to improve um, how often I fall into it and like get better at talking myself out of it. But it's still something that's super, you know, like prevalent in my life. And I find myself time and time again thinking this way, even when I don't mean to or even when I don't want to. And I think it comes back to the idea of balance because it's like I expect myself to be one or the other and I don't really provide a space for myself to fall in between and to kind of have that balance where sometimes you might be all in sometimes you might not be in it at all and most of the time I think that we're gonna fall in between the all or the nothing and you know it's like allowing myself to recognize that and be okay with that um So yeah, I asked on the Instagram if any of you guys felt this way too, because I was curious to know how many other people might think this way. You know, I wanted to get an idea for like how many of the listeners were kind of going to be able to identify with this. And so of everybody who answered, the average answer was maybe around like 70% if the scale is going from a zero to a hundred, it was around a 70 And I thought it was really interesting. I looked through, obviously, and I could see people's individual responses. And some people, actually a lot more than I expected, um, put it at 100. 
Like a lot of people were up there and I guess I didn't expect so many people to feel this way. But then again, like I definitely do. Like I would put myself at a 70 or an 80, I think. And so it was just really interesting for me to see that. And then on the other hand, there was definitely a good handful of people who put it pretty low. I would say like a handful of people put it at zero or like 10%. And then you had a couple people wavering around the middle. But I just think like having this mindset, it on one hand can push you to really do your best all the time. But at the same time, it can be so exhausting. It can be very hard on your mental health and your self-esteem even. And overall, I would say it's probably not the best thing to think this way. Um, It's more like my therapist said, like an interesting tool to have in your toolbox and to pull out when you really need it, but maybe not something to be using all the time. So yeah, it was really cool seeing what you guys responded because there was such a range. And I guess, I don't know, I just didn't expect these results. Like it was, it was interesting. I like to see that there is a range of people Um, and a range of different mindsets within the listeners because I think that offers lots of different perspectives and like I would love to hear what you guys think um, of the episode when I'm done. So anyways, continuing on, I started to think about why do I do this? You know, why do other people do this? Why do we all do this? Where is this mindset stemming from? And I can only really speak for myself, but I think that, first of all, it is a way of protecting myself because it's like kind of the idea that if I can't go 100% and do my very best, then I don't want to risk the idea of failing or not being good enough. You know, I don't want to hear that criticism. Like, I don't want to be told that I'm not good enough. I don't want to get my feelings hurt. And so... I feel like it's for sure a way of protecting myself because, I mean, you can really take it in any way. It doesn't have to be other people giving you criticism either. It can be yourself. Like if you're trying to make a change in your life and you are trying and then you kind of fall back on it one day or you have a, there's some sort of obstacle or setback. Like if you don't want to necessarily Hmm, how would I put this? Like, I feel like it's something about not taking accountability um, for your own actions because when you have this all or nothing mindset, it's like, I'm gonna do it perfectly, but if I make one little mistake, I'm gonna excuse myself and not do it at all. Like, I feel like it's just an easy way out, I guess. Um, And I definitely feel like it's a way that I protect myself. I don't know. I I think this is a little bit of a ramble, but I'm thinking about why I might feel the need to protect myself from myself, if you know what I mean. Because I think that in most cases, at least for me, I'm not using this mindset in things where other people are going to have any sort of insight into what I'm doing. Like I'm not using the all or nothing mindset in situations where other people are going to judge me or criticize me. Usually it's for things that only I know that I'm doing, or it's for things that are just me and myself, like what I'm doing alone in my own life for myself. But like, I still will get upset at myself if I am not able to be at like tip top shape, maximum effort, 
best results like all the time. So I think for sure somehow protecting myself from having to face failure, I guess that maybe that's how I'm going to put it. And then the second thing I thought of, which honestly is pretty much the same thing, but it's just the fear of failure in general, like not wanting to encounter failure at all. And basically this mindset ensures like if you're giving your all a hundred percent of the time, then you're not going to have to deal with the idea of failing. Like you don't have to be afraid of it because it won't happen. So it's like either you don't fail or you don't try, which sucks. Honestly, it's so bad because like, it's so important. It's so important to try. And I'm, I feel like I'm learning this so much recently. Trying is so valuable. Um, I'm just saying that the all or nothing mindset I think is definitely rooted in some sort of failure related thinking pattern, fear, um, avoidance. Like I am clearly afraid of not doing things fantastically, whether that's for other people to see or for just myself to see. And I think that is very interesting to reflect on. So I don't know if you answered um, somewhere high on the scale for the um, question that I posted on the Instagram, I kind of propose that you reflect a little bit on how your version of the all or nothing mindset, like where does that come from? You know, is it a fear of failure that you kind of keep within yourself or is it a fear of failure that you have with regards to other people? Like, are you scared of failing in front of others or is it both? Because I think that identifying what exactly it is can really help to then kind of warp the mindset and mold it and reshape it so that it doesn't have so much control over us because once you understand where something is coming from and once you understand the root of it, you can really talk to yourself about it and see the situation for what it is. So why does it suck so much, right? I think that the most obvious con of this mindset is the amount of pressure that it encourages you and allows you to put on yourself. I mean, it's insane. Like think about what you expect from other people and think about how you would react if somebody wasn't at the top of their game all the time and everything that they do. And think about how you react to that. I feel like I don't ever expect anyone to be at the top of their game all the time because it's unrealistic. It's not really fair. Like they're human. And I understand that other people, you know, they have days where they're more productive and more happy and more able to do things. And then you have days where people maybe just need time to sit out for the day. You know, maybe there are days where people just need to take a breather like they're not going to be able to give 100% or maybe their 100% on a certain day will look like a 50% on another day, you know? Like your 100% will change from day to day because energy levels change, literally like life happens, things get in the way, things happen that are so unexpected. And so it's pretty ridiculous when I think about it to expect anyone to be consistent all the time, let alone be consistently great, right? And so why do we not apply the same thinking to ourselves? Like, why am I treating myself as an exception? 
why do I expect myself to be at the top of my game 24 seven when I wouldn't expect that from anyone else? You know, I think it's interesting to reflect on. And again, I encourage you to think about that for yourself. And I feel like recognizing how you would react to someone else and then comparing it to how you react to yourself can really highlight some, what's the word, some inconsistencies. And it can really highlight how we are being, you know, sometimes unfair to ourselves or too harsh on ourselves because it kind of shows us, well, you're like this most of the time with everybody else. And then you look inwards and suddenly you expect so much from yourself. Like it can really show you where you're kind of holding a double standard and like where what you want from yourself is very unrealistic compared to what you want from others. Just something to think about. Now, where can we find this mindset, right? Like where does it kind of creep into our lives? I thought about this and I decided that it's everywhere. Like it can be literally anywhere and everywhere with work and whether that means, you know, career or school or whatever work might mean to you, but work and socializing and food and appearance, like this mindset can be everywhere. One example that came to mind immediately for me that I personally haven't really struggled with, to be honest, but I've heard a lot of people talk about this this way and it's diet culture and the all or nothing mindset Like the idea that if people want to try and change the way they eat or change their lifestyle, even diet and exercise, they kind of go hand in hand, right? But people will, for example, have some sort of diet plan for themselves um, and they will maybe eat one thing that they didn't have on the plan or that was, you know, like a cheat food or like they weren't supposed to. And I'm not going to get into like, my opinions on diet culture and dieting in general right now, but let's just say this person is eating like this and they make a quote unquote mistake, right? I have heard so many people then go on to say something like, oh, I'm gonna just eat whatever I want for the rest of the day or my diet is ruined. Like, oh my goodness, like I did all the effort for nothing or, you know, I'm just gonna like binge out and like eat a huge cheat meal now that I ate one cookie, you know, something like that. Um, I think that that's like the most, I guess, like easiest example that comes to mind for some reason, I think, because I've heard a lot of people talk like this. And like I said, this mindset can be applied to lots of different areas of life, even related to appearances. Like if your hair is not done nicely, everything's ruined. Like I, I shouldn't even try or like, With work, if you're not able to do one thing to the very best of your ability, or maybe if you're in school and you have one test where you don't do so well, it's like, I'm gonna throw the whole thing away. It's this idea of like, I'm not good enough and I'm not good enough and I'm not good enough unless I am the best or unless I do my best. And essentially it's like saying, I'm not good enough until you are, right? Until you you would assume like in theory that there is a version of you that would be good enough, right? That's like the all in the all or nothing. But how long does that last? You know, is it just an endless cycle of trying to be enough? Because I feel like once you get there, it's like this mindset does not 
provide the space for you to celebrate your wins even. It's like you're maintaining this, this constant effort to be enough. But instead of like, oh yes, I did amazing. Like I'm going to celebrate myself. I'm going to reward myself. Like I'm proud of myself. It's like, unless you're there, you suck. Like that's, that's the mindset, right? And it's like, why would you want yourself to have the amazing parts of you be like the just okay neutral? You know what I mean? Like when I think about this, I'm thinking of a cliff and the cliff itself is like the all and the all or nothing. It's like your best efforts and you being amazing. And then the cliff below is everything under that. And it's like you're hanging on to the side of this cliff to be fantastic and do things perfectly all the time. And then you have all of this like rocky, you know, white rapids, a horrifying landscape underneath the cliff. And it's like, if you let go of the cliff, you're gonna fall into that. Whereas I feel like what it should be is your neutral is you're standing on a field and then you have mountains that you can climb and you can achieve wonderful things on top of. And then you also have dips in the field and like maybe you're gonna go down a little bit, but you'll come back up, you know, like, but the all or nothing mindset is this cliff of horrifying things. And it's, I just don't think it's very helpful. And I'm literally somebody who does this. So I am also kind of doing some self-reflection as I talk about this. And as I've been brainstorming for this episode, I have been thinking a lot how it really doesn't serve me and how I wanna make a much bigger effort to start changing this particular thinking pattern because it's also such a wasteful mindset. And what I mean by a wasteful mindset is, um, I'm gonna think of another example for you guys. Sometimes, you know, you might wake up late, you have a lazy day, it's 4 p.m., you've eaten like one meal, and you've been in front of the TV all day, and you haven't really moved your body, you haven't gotten anything done, you're just like slumping. Not even in like a, a nice relaxation way, you know, not like you're like intentionally watching TV and wanting to do something for yourself, but you've just ended up you know, just kind of like having a lazy day. You're, you're slumping around. Like you don't feel too good about yourself maybe. I think it's really, really common to react to that by thinking, oh, I'm just gonna throw the whole day away. Like my whole day is gone. You know, I've heard that so many times. I've said that so many times. Just being somebody who usually likes to wake up early. If I even wake up like past 10, I, I immediately have this kind of guilty thought that I'm like, I've wasted the whole day, right? When... That's not true. Like whether it's at 8 a.m. or 4 p.m., you still have a whole day to turn around. I say wasteful mindset because you're wasting so much potential by cutting yourself short and by, you know, saying that if you're not at a 100% that you're not even going to let yourself get to 50 or 60, you're going to go right down to zero. Like that's wasting so much potential for an amazing day or for yourself. And I think, you know, throwing the whole day away, like that can apply to when people, like I said, with diet, with people with exercise, like if you have an exercise routine, let's say you miss a day in what you've planned out for your week and people think it's not worth it. I'm just not going to go to the gym for the rest of the week. I already missed one. Like there's still potential for you to make the most of other days and letting yourself lose out on those other days because you missed one is like just wasteful like and it's selling yourself really short you're really doing yourself dirty by thinking that way and i'm gonna be honest actually 
what spurred me to talk about this in today's episode in the first place actually happened to me yesterday. So I was trying to record this podcast and I was trying to record this week's episode and I initially had something completely different planned out in my head, another topic, and I was about 10 minutes in to talking about it and I just wasn't feeling it. Like for some reason it wasn't flowing, maybe I wasn't in the mood, I wasn't identifying so much with what I was talking about and so I was like, just not really like vibing with the episode so far. You know, 10 minutes in, I was like, I already don't like it, like this is not great, I'm only 10 minutes in. And so then I called my boyfriend, he, or he called me and he was just asking me about how my day was going. And I said, I feel so unaccomplished today. I feel like I haven't really done anything worthwhile. And I just kind of feel like slumpy on top of that. I was feeling kind of like, you know, when you just like rot in your bed all day, I was feeling like that. I felt like I had rotted. And I also just felt like I hadn't really done enough. Right. Um, and so I was disappointed by the fact that on top of all that, I wasn't able to record. I felt like I was not going to be able to do the episode like I'd hoped to. And it was just kind of upsetting me. Like it kind of annoyed me and I was a little annoyed at myself. So as I was talking to him, he kind of reminded me that there was still like five or six hours left before I'd be going to bed and that I could still do a lot within that time um, if I wanted to. You know, maybe my day didn't go exactly how I'd hoped that it would, but if I decided to throw it away right then and there, I would essentially be throwing six perfectly good hours of time away with it. You know, I'd be throwing all of that away. And so I kind of pep talked myself and I decided that I was going to make the most of the night and try and, you know, like make those six hours good, even if the rest of the day wasn't amazing. So I planned out a new episode. I brainstormed this that you're listening to now. I was really thinking about how I was feeling in the moment. And that's why I'm literally talking about something that happened to me yesterday. And then I did a little workout at home and I, what else did I do? I cleaned up my apartment a little bit and I went to get ice cream. You know, I did all these things that had I decided I'm just gonna throw the night away. Like I'm over this, I'm so annoyed at myself. I'm just gonna lay in bed and scroll on my phone and be upset that I didn't get much out of today. I did so many things that made me feel so much better. I went to sleep feeling amazing. I felt like I got to move my body. So I felt really energized. Obviously, you know, endorphins were flowing. I cleaned my apartment, so my space was clean. I felt like it helped me clear my mind a little bit. I planned out an episode that I felt more passionate about. And then I got ice cream and that made me feel good, obviously. So it's like all these things that I would have missed out on had I allowed myself to continue thinking in the all or nothing mindset. And so that's what I mean when I say it's wasteful. It's like, I really could have wasted the whole night last night. And this mindset would have done nothing but make me feel bad about myself when it was completely unnecessary in the moment. Like there was no need to be so harsh on myself for not giving it my all yesterday because I just couldn't. Like yesterday wasn't a day where I was at 100% and that's fine. You know, at least I got something out of it. At least I got to enjoy some part of the day rather than letting the whole thing go to waste. So... How do we go about fixing this, right? 
I thought of all this and then I was like, well, I can't just keep thinking this way. Like I want to try and think of some ways to help myself approach things differently. So the first thing I wrote down was identifying where you have not done things as well as you'd like to and trying to look at it for what it really is. Like, is it worth throwing the rest of whatever you are working towards or working on away? So again, in my own example from yesterday, where I fell off was not getting as much done as I needed to and as I would have liked to and also not being able to successfully record the episode like I had hoped to. And by identifying what exactly it was that was making me feel down on myself, I could look at it for what it actually was and see like, okay, I just wasn't able to do these things. Is that worth me tossing away the rest of my night? Is that worth me deciding that I'm actually not going to do anything today and I'm going to sink further into this feeling of like annoyance with myself and frustration and disappointment. I think most of the time the answer is going to be no. We'll pick on little things that maybe didn't go our way or that we didn't do as well as we'd wanted to or that we couldn't be our best at and then we'll you know get mad at ourselves and punish ourselves essentially by saying like, oh, the rest is useless. Like it's not worth anything. And most of the time, I think that's not the case. So I think the first step is really recognizing what exactly it is that is irking you and then reflecting on how much power you want to give it. You know, do you want to let that actually ruin the rest of your day? The second thing I think is making realistic and achievable goals. So if you are like me, Um, I love lists. They really help me organize my thoughts. They help me get things done. Some people don't like them. Whatever floats your boat. But if you're like me, I think that making a to-do list that's too long can only ever bite you in the butt. Like having a to-do list, and I I used to do this all the time, like a couple years ago when I first started using to-do lists regularly, I would make these long, extensive to-do lists with everything that I'd hoped to get done, everything I needed to get done, everything I wanted to get done. It was literally impossible for me to get everything done every day. I never finished the list. I never checked everything off. Like it was never ending and it was actually really overwhelming to have a to-do list that I could never complete. It did the opposite of helping me feel organized on top of my shit. Like it actually made me feel like I was drowning. And so, I think that with a to-do list or with a list of goals or with whatever you want to use to lay out your goals for yourself, yes, push yourself, you know, challenge yourself, like write things down that you want to get done and that you might need to put an extra effort to get done, of course. But if you know that you're gonna beat yourself up for not doing every single one, don't overshoot it, you know, like don't set yourself up for disappointment and create something that's going to be realistic, achievable, maybe a little bit challenging, you know, if you want to push yourself, but don't create something that's just gonna essentially like always prevent you from reaching that all in the all or nothing. Um, And I know like we're trying to get out of this thinking pattern, but still just in the process, like trying to understand how much time it takes for you to do things, how much time you need for yourself, you know, like what are your priorities? Like 
really realistically setting these goals, I think, can help to um, make you feel more achieved at the end of the day and also to not overwhelm you with this feeling of unaccomplishment. Is that a word? Unaccomplishment? Or like just feeling like you haven't done it all or you haven't done enough because you look down at the piece of paper and you see like three boxes that haven't been checked off when really creating a list with 10 different things to do was unrealistic in the first place. And the third thing that I wrote down was practicing forgiveness with yourself. I think that I am really bad at this. I think I'm getting better at it. I think I'm pretty bad at it though. Again, kind of similar to what I said earlier in this episode, think about how you would react to somebody else doing the exact same thing as you are. Like if somebody had the exact same goals as you and they did things the exact same way, would you get angry at them? What would you say to them? Would you tell them that like, it's not worth them trying ever again? Would you tell them that the whole day is ruined? Did you tell them that they might as well just throw it all away, go to bed right now and just like forget about it because they did one thing wrong? I highly doubt it. And if somebody else was being hard on themselves, I'm sure most people would you know, encourage them to forgive themselves and to just move past it because there's like so many more opportunities to try again. Every day is a new day, like it's okay. So I would say that it's really important to also turn that around and practice forgiveness with yourself, or at least try to. You know, the all or nothing mindset really stops you from doing things. I think that you become your own biggest obstacle. And oftentimes it creeps up on you, I think, when you don't expect it, you know? And also when it's really inconvenient, like when you're trying to make new habits or changes in your life, if you're trying to change your lifestyle or improve yourself in one way or another, I think it can really creep up on you because it becomes easy to think this way. Like if you don't make that change or achieve those goals perfectly and immediately, then it's this idea of like, like I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm not gonna make it. Why am I even trying? And that's like the most inconvenient time for this to pop up. And I think that's a lot of the time when it does, because it's like, you're trying to make a change for yourself. You're trying to get better in one way or another. And in the process, you're also falling victim to this mindset, which can basically like stop you in your tracks and stop any progress from being made. You know, I think life as a whole is not consistent or stable. I think that's like one thing that you can know for sure. If things are stable, like it will only be like that for so long. I think that's honestly one of the most scary and exciting parts about life is just the fact that you really have no clue what's going to happen. And you also have no control over what's going to happen, really. You only have so much control, you know, like to a certain extent. But in reality, if you really think about the big picture, we are not controlling what's going on. And things will get thrown at us that we don't see coming. Things will change. Things will be unexpected. So to assume that you have to be at your best 24-7 does not account for the way that life works. Like, if life is always changing, then like your needs are going to change. Your wants are going to change. The people around you are going to change. Your entire situation is going to change. That is inevitable, right? How can you expect yourself to be at top performance 24-7 all the time if 
life isn't even consistent like that. Like, you know what I mean? We're not existing in a vacuum. It's not like we have one thing to adjust to and we can work towards that and eventually we'll be perfect and we can just go on about our days and be perfect at the end of time. Like, no, you know, maybe you'll adjust and you'll get into a routine that you really like or maybe you'll be at the top of your game, honestly. Maybe you'll be doing things as good as you want to. And then life will throw something in your way and you're gonna have to adjust. And I think this is something that I also am working on just coming to terms with and accepting because when you resist that inevitable change that life brings, like you're gonna be the one who's miserable, unfortunately. Like life is not gonna stop for you. Life is not gonna backtrack for you. Like it keeps going. And so learning to kind of live with the ebbs and flows of life is going to be much more beneficial and much more enjoyable than kind of rigidly holding on to a certain expectation for yourself and hoping that you can power through and do that all the time despite whatever life throws in your way. And you know, that's got me thinking actually, how does social media play a role in all this? Like I'm literally, I just thought this right now, but you know, we see other people essentially at the top of their game all the time on social media. And when I say top of your game, like that can really be like anything. But you know, we see people in their best moments. We see people looking their best. We see people achieving their best. You know, they're sharing their highest moments. They're sharing when they're out with friends and enjoying socializing and having the most fun and looking the best and being in the most beautiful places. Like just, everything being great all the time, right? And that's just the nature of social media, I guess. That's nothing new. But I think that definitely can play a role in you assuming that you have to be at your best all the time because it has you under the assumption that everybody else is at their best all the time. And so if you're not, like, you're the one who's slacking. You're the one who can't get your life together. You're the one who something is wrong with because everybody else seems to be doing fine. Everybody else seems to be doing great, in fact. And you're the one who keeps making mistakes and who has to take time to themselves and take time off and all this, whatever, you know? Like, I think that totally plays a role, actually, because just seeing other people at a 10 out of 10 all the time, it can really morph your perception of how you're supposed to be. And the thing is, in reality, we all know this, but like nobody's at a 10 out of 10 all the time. Absolutely not in any sense, right? People are gonna have ups and downs in all areas of their life. And that's really normal. Like every single person goes through that. But social media paints the picture that that's not the case. And I definitely think that it probably impacts the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we perceive other people. Yeah, I don't know. Essentially, like the, the main message is that this mindset cannot be maintained long term. Like if you want to improve yourself or achieve your goals, you're going to need to be able to be flexible. And yes, try your best, but also forgive yourself when you're not at your best. And also forgive yourself when you don't want to be at your best. You know, I think that there's this notion that just as long as you're trying your best, like that's all that matters. And I agree that like I said, you know, earlier in the episode, actually, like trying is so valuable and so important, but also 
sometimes you don't want to try your best. You know, sometimes you actually need to reserve that energy and sometimes you just want to be. Sometimes you just want to be neutral. You just want to be there for a little bit. And if that's what you need, then like that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't beat yourself up for not being at 100% all the time. Because like I said earlier as well, like your best is going to look very different on different days. You can't expect consistency from yourself in all seasons of life and in every single thing that you do. Like consistency, yes, it's important in forming new habits, in making changes that you want for yourself. Like it is important to be consistent. But I guess I'm more talking about you shouldn't only expect that from yourself. Like you should be able to see your complexity as a human being and understand that while you may be able to try your best to be consistent as much as possible, there might be times when you fall off the wagon a little bit and like that doesn't make you a bad person, that doesn't make you a failure, that doesn't make you unworthy of anything. It just means that you made a mistake. It just means you fell off a little bit and you can literally stand up, pick yourself up and try again. And I think that to those people who answered um, and had the slider on kind of low and like people who don't really think like this, um, I think y'all are really lucky. <laughs> I think that you guys have, have something figured out that I don't, but I'd love to know actually, like if you guys have, you know, had experience with thinking this way and if you made changes to train yourself to think differently and to not have everything at such high stakes in your mind or if it's always been that way for you I'm actually really curious but I wanted to finish off this episode on a positive note and wanted to offer some I guess advice you know on how to incorporate more balance into your life and so I'm actually going to be sharing some of the responses that you guys gave me on the second question that I asked on the Instagram which was, how do you try to create balance in your life? So one person said, planning fun things to do ahead of time. So I have something to look forward to slash work toward. I think that's a really good idea. Like, especially if you're someone who's prone to thinking this way around work or school, like having fun things planned out and having enjoyable like hobbies and like events and social things that you have planned out ahead of time that you can kind of put into your calendar and like commit to and tell yourself that you're gonna make time for, like that might be a really good way to help yourself avoid burning yourself out or working and overworking, you know, like that's a really good idea. Another person said, forcing myself to take breaks throughout the week even if I'm too busy to. I actually think that when I did counseling a couple of years ago, my counselor recommended something very similar, if not the same thing. It was something along the lines of scheduling in time to relax and to take a break and to intentionally, you know, allow myself to stop what I'm doing and like have time for myself. And I remember that really working because at that time I was um, completely overloading myself with things. Like that was, that was not it. Um, yeah, I mean, forcing yourself to take breaks, I think can be a really good way to start building a habit and also to 
like encourage yourself and show yourself that you can, you know, because once you do, it might be a little uncomfortable at first and you might feel a little bit reluctant to because you feel overwhelmed or like you need to be doing more. But actually taking it, I think, and taking a break, I mean, can often help you recharge in a way that you otherwise couldn't. Someone else said, I do what feels right in the moment, no thoughts. I think this is actually a really good method of um, like listening to yourself. I don't know if it would work for everyone because like I don't know if I would want to do that for everything, but I can totally see how that is really useful in the sense that you're able to listen to what you need in the moment and like the balance essentially comes from just doing what feels right and like it will naturally balance out. Basically following, I'm not going to say your intuition because it's not so much intuition in this case, but more like following your gut about what you want to be doing in that moment. Like, do you want to be taking a nap? Do you want to be um, doing this like work? Do you want to be working on a hobby? Do you want to be working on something else? Like, do you want to be going somewhere? What do you need from yourself right now? Right? Like, I do think there is the danger of like overindulging just be careful, I guess. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Every person's different, but I feel like if I always just listened to what I wanted to do, I would only be doing things that like felt nice. And sometimes you do have to do hard things or difficult things in order to like get where you want to get and be whatever you want to be. Like you have to actually do things that you're maybe not in the mood for. So like, that's the only thing, but yeah, I think that Sometimes just having no thoughts is the way to go. Like sometimes just letting things be and listening to what your body wants from you and like what your gut's telling you. I think that does really work sometimes. Okay, I'm going to do two more. One person said, listen to your body's needs, meditate, work on what you're passionate about and journal. Obviously all these things sound wonderful. I think meditating is by far like a universal way to incorporate balance into your life because you can do it for like five minutes and it can provide so much like mental clarity about what you need to be doing and what you want to be doing and like how you want to be spending your time. So I think meditation for sure is very underrated and it can be so helpful in times you just want to restore a little bit of balance and like you want to kind of ground yourself. I think it can be super helpful. And then, of course, working on what you're passionate about, I think that's a wonderful way to incorporate balance in the sense that, you know, you are getting things done. But if you are lucky enough to be passionate about what you do, like you're also going to really enjoy it. And I think it might be a little bit easier to manage. And again, listening to your body's needs. Absolutely. I think it's kind of similar to the one I just talked about and you know, the doing what feels right in the moment, just like listening to what your brain wants, what your body wants, kind of paying attention to what is good for you and not just what you think is supposed to be good for you, you know, like really listening to what is actually good for you in that moment. And finally, somebody else said, being more mindful about the things that I say yes to. I really love this one. I feel like that's a wonderful way to build awareness about how you're spending your time and about how you are, you know, like building your week, building your month, being mindful about what you agree to and what you bring into your own life, right? What you bring into your schedule, what you open yourself up to. That is something that is um, in your control and like you're able to make decisions and say yes or no. Like 
you can definitely create a sense of balance in your life by paying more attention to what you agree to and what you say no to. You know, I think saying yes is super important. Like saying yes to things is, I think it brings so much excitement to life, honestly, but also learning when to say no, like just like I said about the toolbox and like picking when to give your hundred percent and picking when to step back. It's the same thing, like having that toolbox and picking when to say no. Um, I think that is a really easy way to incorporate balance into your life and to become more aware of what you are choosing to do. I can totally see how, you know, if you're saying yes to like five social things without really thinking about it, you might end up doing four of those five things and you're going on to the fifth one and you're like, oh my gosh, like I am so burnt out. Like, why do I feel so exhausted? Like this is way too much. Or, you know, if you're saying yes to like too many work-related things, um, that can also, without you realizing it, completely burn out your engine and just leave you so exhausted. When if you're really mindful about what exactly you are agreeing to and what it is that you are planning for yourself, you can kind of start to build a schedule and build a life, essentially, that um, doesn't have too much of anything and like allows you to do just enough of each thing that you enjoy and see people and get things done and have time for yourself. Like in theory, I think that's like a really wonderful way to, um, try and create more balance in your life. Okay. I've spoken enough today. I feel like this was kind of long, but I hope everything I said made sense. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. As always, I'll be back in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I hope you guys are able to be nice to yourselves and forgive yourselves if you aren't always at 100% because that doesn't mean that you're unworthy. You all have so much to give, I have no doubt. And even if you're giving a little bit, it's better than nothing. And the fact that you're trying is, it says a lot in itself. So, Yeah, have a wonderful weekend, guys. Have a great week, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.